All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Any long that get, and shout out to Red Light Crew. Consist of Wayne, like Kanye, Bad Melt, and the Scrub. Keep it litty like a fucking titty. 2019. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We are a skeleton crew here today. Episode 117 of Nation Real Life Podcast. It's myself, Bag Milk. Got the Squire. We got Jared sitting in. No so, Wanye. Uh, no Wayne like Kanye. Nope. No Chalmers. Chalmers with the kitties on spring break. I think uh, all the people that uh, have ideas of who or what they think Wanye is might think Wanye is himself enjoying spring break at Disney World <laughs> with his parents. But uh, yeah, Chalmers is what? Fairmont? He's in Fairmont. That's a fancy vacation for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chalmers fancy. I got to, uh, sometimes I would set up a tent in the yard if it was nice enough when I was a kid. Spring break, it's really nice. Mm. I feel weird. I'm on Wanya's mic today. I've got one of those, what is this thing called, Jared? Uh, Pop filter. Pop filter. Yeah, no pop I can't see. I can't see Jay. Just looking through the the cloud. (laughs) I can't see Jay today. Well... Mr. Squire, you made a guest appearance on Oilers Nation Radio on Friday. I did. Things got heated. Yeah, I uh, I barged into the office on Friday and uh, begged to be allowed on to just hopefully say a rant, and it turned into a highly engaged, uh, F-word-filled uh, altercation with our good buddy Rick. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going at it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he sounded like he was taking Bobby Nix's side, but uh, he was setting me up and I was taking all the bait. If you don't know what we're talking about on Oilers Nation Radio, we were talking about Bob Nicholson's comments regarding Tobias Reader. Uh, I was on, on Jay's side in the sense that it wasn't about calling out one player specifically. It's that the CEO of a company... Hang on, I'm distracted right now. Jay's <laughs> misting himself. What, what is What that? is that? Uh, this is my mental alertness mist. It's called Breathe Deeply by Spritz. You spray it and breathe it, and eh? it's kind of got a menthol scent. This is this is my uh, my natural smelling salt, if you will. Okay. My oh, ethically nice. sourced smelling salt. Ethically sourced. Do because find- <laughs> Wanya's not here, I feel I need to level my game up so my mental alertness is on point. Do you? Right? How do you find that it works? Is it dialed in? Oh, man, I drink the Kool-Aid, like... I yeah. drink the Kool-Aid on everything. You tell me this is going to work and it's going to be mental alertness. I'm going to breathe it in and feel like I've never been more alert. Even if you get the placebo effect, it's fine. Exactly. And it smells good. And you get yeah. to sp- spray mist in your face. Take that where you want to take it, people. Mm. There you go. 
I'll just uh, give you a moment to drink that one in. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. All right, on Friday, we were talking about Bob Nicholson's comments regarding Tobias Reader. Uh, Jay, have you calmed down in the three days since? Uh, yeah, uh, more at peace, I guess. Just kind of letting time heals all wounds is, is the saying, I believe. Uh, so it's not as fresh, but uh, listened, re-listened to the uh gregor nicholson interview this didn't morning help. and uh yeah that uh, got the uh the ulcer flared up and uh you know stress levels are back up to the point where i had to mist my face to get ready for this podcast surely bob must have thought about going on gregor's show it's a sizable program here in the capital region that he would be prepared for the questions that jason would probably ask him i've listened to it a couple of times myself and i don't think he was prepared just the 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 whole tap dance you can literally you can literally hear the tapping that was going down when he was trying to answer the the culture question let alone his phone ringing saying daryl Katz. yeah what was that (laughs) that's two times in a week that an oilers member quote unquote whatever you want to call him has had daryl kate's call during a phone or uh during a radio appearance what was the other one the first one was Bob Stoffer opened the mics on Oilers Now and he said, oh, hello, Daryl. Yeah, I'm just doing a radio show. Hang on. And then he shut his mics off. <laughs> so he went live. I've been in the Ched studios. You got to press a couple of buttons to go live. It's not like you just accidentally tap something and you're on the air. Probably get, a good there, idea. There's a sequence there. Yeah. So he sequenced, made the claim, unsequenced. And he was out. And then to have Bob Nicholson have the exact same thing happen when he was on Gregor's show. So what's going on here? Maybe Daryl's just listening in. I hope so. I just I love how, how, how he's got that phone ring that also announces who the caller is. Yeah. Yeah, I need that. Jeez. Daryl Katz. Daryl Katz. I just, I guess I'm confused. Probably call him saying, don't do the interview. Yes, please <laughs> stay away from a microphone. Because he was right in doing that. Because once again... Gregor's nailing him down for culture and he won't answer the question. Same thing with it when Gregor was asking him about pro scouts. Yeah. What do you think about the pro scouts? And he was doing a lot of tap dance in there, a little bobbing and weaving, if you will. I also liked uh, hearing Strutty after giving some love to Gregor for nailing him on the pro scout stuff because you, you, you just can't. It seems like every time Bob Nicholson steps in front of a microphone that there's a different layer to the onion that opens up. Without fail, there is a pull. There's multiple pulls to take to want to put your head through the wall. So far, we know that there was no interview process before Peter Shirelli was signed mm-hmm. as the GM. Mm-hmm. Why not? not that bad? Uh, they've got a list. We don't. We don't know if there will be a general manager at the draft. That one's odd. Yeah, a little bit strange. Uh, we know that the new thing that came out, uh, Dusty Nielsen talked about it on Inside the Nation today on our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash forward slash Oilers Nation. He talked about it today that Ken Hitchcock, originally we all thought that he was here for the rest of the season. And then that was it. Turns out he signed some kind of three-year deal, like a prorated three-year deal or something like that. They don't know what his next role would be, whether that's a coach or dot, dot, dot. Deal for life. What do you think about that, Jay? Do you think that having Ken Hitchcock come out of retirement for a three-year deal and then they don't have a GM, so you would you would assume the GM will pick the coach? Yeah. In theory. Yeah. What do you think? Seems like we're kind of building another kind of old boys club, weird upper echelon situation uh, because we all know he can't be the coach next year. I believe <laughs> the players have expressed that. Uh, by their play and other rumblings that you hear with, that they've kind of tuned them out. So um, I'm hoping, you know, our new Poho and GM uh, are aware and acknowledge that and I guess put Ken Hitchcock in a nice way to pasture within the organization like we've done with many other legends of the league uh, and hopefully doesn't interfere too much. Let me float this by you. Dusty had a theory, and he's just spitballing. He's not hearing nothing. Yeah. We're just we're just throwing things at the wall. Chewing the fat. That Ken Hitchcock gets bumped up to president of hockey operations. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I struggle with that. Uh, I just, 
if, if we are just the masters of lazy decisions, aren't we? Oh, just, just like to just move it around. Oh, it didn't work. Let's just swap the name up, you know, your name tag with that name tag and just move you around. Like, yeah, no, we need a, a, a clean house uh, in terms of Poho and GM. Uh, we can't have any of the same because we are trying to rebuild the culture that some won't acknowledge uh, what it is or what it should be uh, of this team. And it needs to come from someone who's got full control of the team. Uh, so that starts at Poho, trickles down to GM, and then GM to coach and coach to players. Uh, we can't be having any th- any item in that equation that's caused players uh, headache or caused any kind of negative culture in the ecosystem that is the team. Uh, and to me, by doing that, you're 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 you've you've left a little bit of the issue in the fabric of what we want next season to be. I also find it interesting that a team that so heavily talks about character doesn't seem to have any. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it because we want it and we just don't know what it is. Yeah. So if you're going to define character, what would that look like to you? Character in terms, well, I guess character to me is just leadership, you know, being classy individual, uh, you know, you got to create like character to me is just creating uh, a team environment where you feel it doesn't matter if you're a player on the ice, off the ice, trainer, whatnot, that that person has your back because and you have theirs. Like that to me is character. Guys that go out and play for each other, you know, management or coaching or support staff that are there and, you know, put their players first uh, and then, you know, and then vice versa. Just that to me is culture. And right now it is fractured because... We have, you know, instances where the organization is being public facing and saying things like Toby Reader is the reason why we didn't make the playoffs or there's something in the water. And all of this kind of trickles down uh, into kind of creating a very negative energy. We need a we need someone to come do a smudge. Is that the thing? We got to we got to smudge the building. Uh, And that comes with our hopefully new shaman poho. To me, I find with the Edmonton Oilers that character, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is also synonymous with bad hockey player. Character, char- yeah, you, if, if you want to have character, you have to be terrible at ice hockey. It's just like, why isn't skill number one? Skill should be number one, Nobody's but you have t- to factor in character. But nobody was talking about character when the Oilers went to the playoffs two years ago. It just wasn't a thing that we talked about. But we had character and we didn't know it. And then we let that character go <laughs> and then realized we miss him. And so it looks bad when you say two or three years after the fact that we miss Matt Hendricks. But we had character and leadership in the room. And it was it was enough to protect the top from the bottom in terms of management or whatever from the from the dressing room that we were able to have a very good positive product. Grant, granted, the game has also evolved during that time. Where we had a heavy team versus, you know, that that like that was kind of like the last season. Maybe we can get away with it a bit, um, but that's kind of that that would be my take on it. Like I've talked, like I am not a plugged in guy. I'm just a fucking passionate, and I gotta stop swearing. I swear too much. Uh, <laughs> passionate hockey fan, and but I I do get the opportunity from time to time to talk to scouts, uh, and when I do, the big thing I ask because I know it's something we're lacking is like. Do you rank character in an individual when, you know, you're looking to draft or looking to trade, you know, and there, there is a line item on their fact sheet of a player called character. How far down is it though? It's, it's, it's on the same level as skill and and whatnot. Like it's, it's weighted very high. Cause I do agree with you that there was some character, whatever you want to call it, a couple of years ago in the playoff run. But I would also argue that pulling out 70 goals out of that lineup had a greater effect than losing Matt Hendricks. One million percent. It, it's a combination of the two. But like you're, we had sour character at management level trickle down to the room, making terrible decisions and also presenting a terrible attitude that's, that, that comes and has an impact on the on-ice product. Did, so you, you pull out skill and then you inject it with fucking a negativity cloud, and this is what you see. Did you happen to see, speaking of uh, former management, did you happen to see that Peter Shirelli for two straight games over the weekend was watching... Sign him. 
from the St. Louis Blues management. Take office. them, St. Louis. You know what I was thinking? We'll take Pareko off your hands for one for Brandon one. Manning. One for one. Or Pareko for Lucic. They could use a little swagger in St. Louis. They, they need some meat. They need it. Bulk. Yeah. The trade was one for one. That's the price you pay. I personally was surprised to see another management team kind of get into bed with Pete this so early. So soon. So soon. Like things did not go well here this season. Everything he touched turned to shit. I was a little bit surprised. I, I assume John Davidson and Peter Shirelli know each other from Hockey Canada. That would be the law of, obvious of connection. Of course, that is obviously the common denominator with everything. But I was a little surprised. We don't know what capacity, you know. I hope a very important coming. one. In a, yeah, well, yeah, we hope he's, yeah. He's, I hope he is a shot caller. It's, it would, it, the optics are bad if they do do that. But, you know, as, a, as an Oilers fan, I hope they do. Do you think we're getting close to a conclusion? We've got seven games left on the season. When do you think things are really going to start to ramp up in this GM Poho search, finally getting Nicholson back to, you know, negotiating with Wendy's? (laughs) (laughs) Or Arby's. or Definitely Arby's. Man. Uh Roast beef and cheddars for the boys. If he's got that kind of game. Arby's is a tough brand of land. Trust me, I'm trying my ass off. (laughs) Um yeah, it's uh, probably so, doesn't respect the roast beef and cheddar either. No, no. What I'm I'm a traditional roast beef guy too. By the way, uh, a little horsey sauce on there. Horsey sauce for days. You can't put enough uh, horsey sauce on a uh, roast beef sandwich from Arby's for sure. Of course, go on. Uh, it's and I, I read uh, I read your M article on OthersNation.com and uh, kind of outlined kind of actually like the whole process and the kind of time crunch that we're in to to do this and you know. You have to follow a certain order. You need to find your Poho first because we're going to go Poho GM uh, before you can find your GM. So when can you bring on your Poho? Well, you try to bring your Poho on after the season, right? And then a lot of the uh, available GMs that we want to talk to are going to be in the playoffs. Yep. And we have to wait for their seasons to end. And we don't know how long or deep they're going to go. And if that goes into June, well, then we have like a two-week window to then find a GM to then come and attend the draft. So I think I honestly believe we'll probably be in a situation where we're not going to have a GM for the draft. I think in 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 all reality, because knowing the others will probably just rush. Well, it just it just it just paves the way for Keith Gretzky to be GM because once again, lazy decision. We love that. no, you know, no knock against Keith, but that's just what we do. Because um, you can see it, right? Like you can see well, the storyline playing out. It's well, look, 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 the things that have been said to date, like you just the dots are there to connect, and that's what's scary. But like, I'm hoping they bring in a solid candidate at Poho and one that does not put up with Brass's shit and will create, hit, you know, own his own world entirely, and that's what we need. I just my fear is I was thinking about this last night too. Is we get to the draft, there's no GM. Yeah. Keith Gretzky has a well, according to the narrative surrounding the team, Keith Gretzky has a sensational draft for the Edmonton Oilers, and then there he is, interim tag stripped, search over, takes a Gretzky to fill the fix the Oilers. Once I've said this earlier, <laughs> there's a magical narrative there to have Gretzky save the team, but I don't think now is the time because it just looks bad. Do you but think it's there? The, the the writing is on the wall for it to happen. Oh yeah, the, the the stars are lined up. Do you think this whole last couple of months, Shirelli gone, Nicholson saying weird shit? Do you think this affects what the Oilers can do in the summer in terms of looking at free agency? Hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I brought this up on Friday. It affects, I think, the ability for GM. Provided what they do at the Poho position. Like, we've got such a toxic mess happening around here. And it's going to take a whole, like, we got a clean house from the operations point of view. And uh, it's, you know, we're attacking players in season. That That's a bad look. We've, you know, we're not winning. That's another bad look. You know, unfortunately, as much as I love Edmonton, it is a struggle already in the free agent market, you know. And then we don't know what what's the what's the plan, what's the layer of management, what's the vision for the team if we don't even have a GM at the time or the right GM at the time to go and sign these guys to paint what the future looks like and how they fit in it. 
So there's a lot of like weird shit at play, and it's 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 almost it's almost like Murphy's Law. <laughs> Oilers Law, Murphy's Law, same thing. They're gonna rename it if this if this continues on. Yeah, Murphy's getting kicked in the junk off, and Oilers comes in. It'd be like Gretzky Halinka tournament. Yes, exactly. Oilers Murphy Law. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just confused about what Connor must be thinking right now. He is going to, whether it's tomorrow night against LA or in the following games, he's going to set a new career high in points. Leon's already there. Nuge is already there. Uh, Darnell Nurse having a career year. He's having a fine season. Alex Chase on having his best output. It's like... You think we'd be an awesome team right yeah. now. <laughs> How so, many points can I have right now? 109? 107. 107? 107, I believe. And then uh, Leon's at like 95, 96, <sighs> somewhere in that ballpark. Connor, if you're listening... I really hope you are. I made a bet with someone at the start of the season that you'd get 120 or more points. I (laughs) need you to finish strong. If you really want me to win 50 bucks, which I think you do, just just get some of them plants for me and then let me at least finish my season on a high. What are you expecting from these last seven games? Oh, fuck. Like, well, I don't know. We just lost to Ottawa. Like, and New Jersey before that. And New Jersey. Like, what uh, What? Uh, what the hell do we expect? I think we're going to lose every game 4-3, and McDavid and Drysdale are each going to have two points a game. So they've got four home games left until the end of the season. Yep. Uh, how many of those? Are you at a point now where you're still going active? Are you still into it? Well, I will fully admit I turned down tickets on Saturday to Ottawa. I just... Well, noon game, though. Oh, that's a I, I, did, I didn't want to do it. That's a grind. And Captain Felton reached out. He came to town. I didn't know he was from BC. Shout out to Captain Felton. Sorry I couldn't be there, buddy. I actually had to play a men's league game of my own. Yeah, I'm just a jerk. I turned down tickets. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, that's where the spot where we're... I hate turning down to weather's tickets. It makes me feel yeah. bad every time. Well, I, maybe it was my subconscious knowing that the season was going to be kind of not so good. Uh, I created a situation where I have to go and kind of excited to go this week. I've got 25 people from Finland coming to visit us on Wednesday, and I'm taking them to the game on Thursday and the game on Friday. So I'm going to at least get some excitement in the fact that I've got people that are just here to come watch hockey, and they're excited to be in Edmonton, which I get excited about, and they're just pumped to see like Connor do something special. Regardless, they're not even here. They don't care about the result. So I'm just here to live vicariously through my, my Finns, and maybe have one to 100 shots of vodka. This is the second time we've done this this, summer, this season. We had a group of Swedes show up. Yeah. They had a great time. The Finns are coming. It's a different time that when they came. <laughs> it feels like two years ago. The others were awesome then. Yeah, it really does. I think of that game that they beat uh, the Washington Capitals when the Swedes were here. Oh. And it was just like, oh, we're turning around. Unreal. What goes into a trip like this? How does this happen? Why are we doing it? How do you, why are you so passionate about these trips? Um, I guess I don't know where to start. Uh, I do, we do, we do this because we love our team and we love our city and we love the ice district. We love the people here. And, you know, we want people to come to Edmonton to come and see what it's all about. Because obviously in terms of hockey markets, Probably not number one on the travel destination list. You know, maybe you know, maybe we're just below LA. I don't know. Probably maybe just, just below New York. Like, shade under. We're, we're, we're in the conversation. Yeah, we're in the top three. No, but we're we're definitely lower on the list. But you know, we're fortunate with the Nation Network and having cool partners in Sweden. You know, a lot of traffic in Scandinavia and just interaction with the hockey community that we can work with. You know, cool people in other countries that. Yeah, they've 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 got they've got a like for the Oilers, but they love hockey, and we're able to kind of build something around like, hey, let's put a package together and let's just bring a bunch of people to Edmonton. Like, go reach to your audience. So Larvinen, this is the guy in this case. We brought him here uh, two years ago. Uh, you know, big Finnish guy. He's uh, he's considered Finland's biggest uh, sports fan. He travels for basketball, handball tournaments, ice hockey. Doesn't matter. This guy is the number one fan. So we worked with him, a huge hockey fan. Essa Tikkanen's one of his boys. Um, watched the Super Bowl with him. Uh, so there's no other connection there. So he came. He loved Edmonton. So once he saw that the Swedes came, he's like, hey, we should do this. So we put a package together. You know, he leverages his community, says, hey, I'm going to come to Edmonton with me. Let's go 
watch McDavid and the boys, and there's other Finns on the other teams coming in, so that's exciting for him. And let's just let's have, have some fun. So we're fortunate to work with you know there's a there's a vested group to bring people to Edmonton. Edmonton Tourism, they come aboard, they help us out. You know, Crash Hotel, they come aboard, they help out. You know, we work with travel partners, they come in and help out. And what we do is we create something that's very attractively priced uh, to the point where 25 people who probably, based on how the Swedes initially thought of Edmonton, don't know anything about this city, take the take the plunge, hop on a plane and come here and join us. Uh, and then from there, you know, if 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 it goes any way like it did with the uh, the Swedes, like they'll have their minds blown because you know we've got a beautiful arena, we've got unreal talent, uh, you know, in a in a in a McDavid and a Drysaddle, but we've got cool shit to do in the city. We got unreal restaurants. We got very nice people that are blown away when a crew of Scandinavians come here and they leave at the end feeling like something special just happened. So that's my motivation for this. I I love doing this. And it's 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 for the team and for the city and uh, that 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 motivates me to do it. And I just like engaging with hockey fans. Like I can talk about Connor McDavid with anyone and everyone for as long as they're willing to listen to me. And, we and the Nuge, of course. And we'll get, we'll talk about the Nuge as well after this. We got a break coming up, courtesy of Jabba Machinery. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group, join the family. We back! Bag milk here. Jay here. Jared here. Wanye missing. Chalmers missing. Yeah, we're 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 a skeleton crew. We're working just as hard as the service team at Jaffa Machinery, who we just came out of for uh for a commercial there. So shout out for supporting the podcast and we're embracing our inner Jappa. Doing all the heavy lifting. Doing all the heavy lifting today. Digging ourselves a hole whenever possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of uh the Jappa ad, that is one Noopsy Brown that voices that ad. I got an exciting Jay, I got an exciting email from him today. Oh, you did? We are in the queue for Hockey Fights instant articles on the Facebook machine. Ooh, that's exciting. pending approval. That has been two years in the making. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, what a Facebook instant article is, is basically when we produce content, Facebook houses it on its own server in a way. And it makes it so that when you click it, it is open instantly. There is no waiting time. You can swipe and scroll through articles. It's actually really cool. It's a cool way to look at content through Facebook. Excited about that. Hockey Fights on Facebook has about 110,000 likes. You should be one of them if you're not already. Before the break, you started. You mentioned that you could spend all of your time talking about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Of course, as the founding president of the Ryan Nugent Hopkins fan club, I am in the same boat. I'm the treasurer. Of course. It takes a team takes a village to run this thing. What I want to bring up, though, today is another springtime tradition in Edmonton that pisses me <laughs> off to no end. What are we trading Nuge for? Why are we doing this again? On Sportsnet, Mark Spector had Ryan Nugent Hopkins being traded for a top-pairing defenseman, something I thought Taylor Hall's trade was going to fix. This morning on Twitter, Jim Matheson, same thing, this time for Rasmus Ristolainen from Buffalo, who's not even a first-pairing defenseman, despite that. Well, I mean, they play him as one, but that doesn't mean anything. Why does this happen? Why, why do we have a team where there's three guys that can consistently put up points, and the, the idea that they come up with is trading one of those dudes as a mean to fix things? It doesn't. No. No. For once in my life, I'm just going to briefly play devil's advocate and then shit on myself for what I'm about to say because yes, I am please. I am keep nuge forever. All right. Uh like I I I love I love this man. This boy, I guess. I shouldn't have said that. Eric, Jared, <laughs> edit that out. Uh <laughs> He uh What do we have of value? <laughs> What do we have on the roster that we can trade that's not one of the big three that can get us anything? And sadly, it is nothing. Yeah. That's a, that's the only thing I'll play for Devil's Advocate because how, how the hell can you... He's one, he's one of the three horsemen. Like, he's he's producing. 
He's the Nuge. He's our Patrice Bergeron. You don't trade that. Well, and like I just kind of explained, at least in my opinion before, moving all these goals off the lineup is not helping the Oilers win hockey games. They still need a first-pairing defenseman, despite the fact that they yeah. traded Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, all the, the the staples from rebuilds one through three, and we're still here. And we're talking about trading a guy who is, one, like Jay said, one-third of the horsemen, and those three guys have produced 50% of the team's offense this year. Three players, 50% of the goals, and we're talking about trading one of them as like it's a good idea. It's not a good idea. No. What they need is cap space. What they need is guys yes. that are, don't cost $6 million with five goals in the lineup. What they need is, and you know what? I can take a shot at Toby Reader if I want. I'm not the CEO. Even a couple from him would have been nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, of course. Uh, like, you, you can't, like, the facts are the facts. Zero goals, goals are zero goals. Uh, but there's a lot more things than, than that that are the issue. But, uh, yeah, no, like, that's exactly it. Like, we're trying to build a nucleus. Like, why are we taking from that? Like, we've already we've already stripped it down, and we've brought it down to this. So now we got to we got to keep that foundation and start building on it. So let's shed some cap space. I don't know how the hell you do it, but find a way, pay out some money, and let's make it work. And I don't know, like, like unfortunately, we have to try to do an expedited turnaround here because we've got to clock second. The clock is ticking, so we can't be like, well, we'll build through the draft. We can't we can't think like that right now. Uh, we have got peak McDavid and peak dry settle right now. They're not going to slow down right now. We need to add some more pieces. So we need to do, we need to shed some room so we can go sign some players that are going to want to be a part of these two crazy awesome players and the Nuge. How can I even forget about him? Never. Um, so maybe that means leveraging the future from a draft pick point of view. But well, that's what Dusty was saying today. Right? Like, because the time is now. Yeah. So if we're going by, and I agree with Dusty today on Inside the Nation, go check that out on Facebook page yeah. Monday, Thursday. He was saying, listen, talk about trading Nugent Hopkins is ridiculous. Yep. Given the depth, the scoring depth they have, move the first round pick, unless it's a lottery. Yeah. Unless it's a lottery pick. Move it. 100%. Yes, there's an expansion draft coming and blah, blah, blah. But at this point, we have to cross that bridge when we get there because they need wins now. Connor doesn't want to golf early. Connor no, hates golf. I don't think early. he likes golf at all. No, Have you Connor seen him golf. swing a golf club? I don't think that's his jam. I mean, he did get a hole in one last summer, and I, I respect that. But it's because he's Connor McDavid. Of course. Yeah. He just made the Super decision athlete. he was going to do it, yeah. get it in the stat line, move on. Now he's you know playing Finska, which I'll tell you about more in the summer. Yeah. Once I saw him uh, hit a home run 635 feet, um, cleared the wall, cleared a roadway. Just a dinger. I've, hey? I've seen Bomb. him throw a football <laughs> over a mountain. That's <laughs> exactly it. I just don't get it. I mean, I understand it from an asset perspective if you're thinking maybe move Ryan Nugent Hopkins while the iron is hot. Yeah, I know. He's got a career high in goals with 25. He's got a career high in points with 61. He's going to set a career high in assists in the coming games. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. For once, you know, we're getting a little bit of a cupboard built up in uh, in Bakersfield. So that's where we take our time and try and build through what we have there. And then I think, you know, we get a good pro scout team and we start leveraging the future on our higher picks. And then hopefully we can start hitting on our second and third round picks, which is what really good teams do. Uh, and start bringing in some bodies that are key assets. Like you, we don't need like, yeah, yeah, we need a number one defenseman. Of course. But if there's anything that the Pittsburgh Penguins have shown you is you don't need like a team of like number one defense. Like we can get around with, if we have a couple number twos and some solid threes, like if we got good players in front of them and some goaltending, which that's another void we need to fill, we can get away with it. So now's the time. Let's, let's do whatever it takes to shed some space. And I am, I, I am on the Chris Russell fan club, but if, if, if it means getting rid of Luch or if it means whatever, like whatever, let's just open up some space and let's bring in the some of these pieces we need through free agency and through leveraging our draft picks now, and let's start making moves. So, in let's just pretend in the world of hypotheticals, 
They find a way to move Milan Lucic. Maybe Chris Russell gets in there. We already know Tobias Reeder is not going to be signed because the CEO devalued his own asset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is $12 million right there. Yep. You can do some damage with 12 million bucks. That's like three really good bodies. Like, yeah. So That's two unreal bodies and three really good ones. I don't know that trading Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to help as much as it, as much as it would hinder what's going on. Well, you don't need to. Like, let's get Nuge some fucking help on his line. Yes. Like, let's get, and then let's really see, like, you see what he can do with Connor part-time. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I get it. Connor and Leon need to stay together. Like, they have to. Like The only way it works is it's the only way, and, and whatever. Who cares? That's fine. You know, and let's, let's, let's keep Cassian on their wing. Sure. That line's been great. Yep. Now let's go and get the Nuge a piece so he's not having to carry Lucic around. And no, and 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 then start pushing some of these other guys back to the third and fourth line, on, and they're all going to be value deals. And let's see what we can do. And then obviously put a, a, another ass on the blue line, and then let's figure out this goaltending situation. But like, I don't, I don't think the big, the big, the big rock to push here is 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 clearing the cap space. That is what opens all this up, and then we can move fast. Yes. Now I say that and I don't know what the pending free agent market looks like, but not great. But there's some there's some options there. Yeah, there's some options. Yeah. So, and 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 maybe you can still, but you can, you can you can trade you can trade high round draft picks and get bodies under contract too under team control. So sure. like there's 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 things there. So like it all starts with just opening up that cap space and then having like a poho GM that can sell the right vision that have the right vision for. And direction for the team that'll allow us to backfill with free agency. Like wishful thinking, easy to say, could be done in a year, might take two, but it, it could be done. Sure. Like we're gonna have a high first round draft pick this year. That's got that's got some currency. I think the bigger point is what Gregor brought up to Bob Nicholson, or at least tried to on his show, is that the pro scouts have to be better. 100 percent You can't trade assets for Brandon Manning, who's not even playing for the Condors right now. You can't trade assets for Alex Petrovic, who hasn't played in a, in a month, and then not clear those guys back out at the deadline to get literally anything back for it. Stick oh, a trident, maybe? Something it's, nice? It's embarrassing what's happened. Like, I would just love to have Drake Kajula back. He would be unreal. Well, that, that was the funny thing about what going back to Nicholson again. He's talking about if Tobias Reeder had 12 goals. Well, they traded 14 in Strom. Yeah. They traded 11 in Kajula. I'm not great at math, but that's more than 12. That is way more than 12. So it just doesn't make sense. We need better pro scouting. Let me ask you this. This was a mailbag question this morning, and I found everybody's answers to be interesting. In your core, who's in it? I've got the three centers, and I've got Clefbaum and Nurse. That's my five. Yeah. Any ads, subtractions, alterations? do 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 you put third or fourth liners in your core? No. They're replaceable. Of course. Um, well, then what else can you add? I don't know. I love, well, I love, well, no, he's not, I don't know if you should put him in the core, but like Reg has been unreal. Oh, he's been fantastic. See, and that was another bummer too. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, uh, Nuge scored a couple of games ago, but the hard work came from Sakara oh, at the blue line. Oh, uh, the blue line. Oh, yeah. Like, save the day. Like, that puck is out of the zone 99 times out of 100 with any other D man. What would have the see? I wonder what I it's you know, what ifs and all that, but like, what would the season have looked like if Reggie was healthy all year? You, 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 you there's an argument there that there's got to be a couple more wins, there's got to be a couple more wins for sure. There, like, it's there's so many what have should have could have this season, like, there's what have should have could have in the last 10 days. Like, we lost to like the two worst teams in the league, like, there's four points, you know, we blow the lead in Calgary, there's two points. You know, there's 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 games there where we had it and gave it away, and th- is Reg the answer in all of them? No, but I bet you he mitigates some of them. Sure, like Oilers with six po- more points right now look a lot different than where they are right now. Well, and it's funny just how he improves his partner's play as well. It, well, exactly right. So it's 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 such a without a doubt, and 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 he would have been on the power play all year. You know, he would have been, we could have absorbed the cleft bomb loss 
a little bit better anyway. Yeah. Wouldn't have had to go fishing for Brandon Manning. Yeah, well, exactly, right? We'd still have Drake Kajulis. We'd still have those goals there. Probably wouldn't have to trade Strom, which I don't even know why that was a problem. But anyways, that's... Another thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, I think this might even been from Gregor's art. Like, all of the Nicholson conversations are now blending together. Yeah. I don't remember which one's which. <laughs> it might have been from Gregor's show. I don't know. When he talked about the final straws for Shirelli with the organization were the Petrovic and Brandon Manning deals. Yeah. But he didn't get fired for another month and change. Yeah. And then still managed to sign Koskinen. So what is that? That was like a secret, like, that's like a Ken Hitchcock signing, like the Koskinen thing. Like, come here for a year and you're guaranteed to sign an extension. And no one knows about it. And I, and I can try to money. understand what Nicholson was saying, where he doesn't think that the goalie market this summer looks any better than what Koskinen's provided. And that's, you know, there's something to that outside of Bobrovsky, who's going to get a, he's going to get a Brinks truck backed up to his house. The others yeah. don't have that. Kind you of don't space. want. You don't want to spend ten mil. That's that's the death touch. Exactly. Like it's it's tough sledding. What I don't understand though is the four point five. Like, what kind of negotiation is going on here? Is it just kind of hey, what do you want? Is that three point five? Oh, I hope it's three point five. Is it four point five? It might be four point five. Koskinen's deal. Yeah. Oh no. They're all blending together at this point. I'm looking it up right now. No. A little behind the scenes going on. Just so you know, I'm typing a little clickety clickety. Uh we are yes, it is four point five. Sorry to ruin your day, Jay. Oh my god, I thought it was three point five all this time. Four point five over three years. Holy shit. Uh for the most unknown quantity alive. Okay. Also, in in case you're wondering, a modified no trade, he would have to submit a 15 team list that he would not accept a trade to. So at least he opened up half the league. <laughs> How generous. How generous. generous. I kind of wish I was negotiating contracts with the, uh, with the Oilers. It'd be fun. If there was ever a GM that got a kickback on a contract before, because he knew he was walking out the door, you'd think that would be one. Well, and you know, another thing, Shirelli, you know he wasn't in on all the Oilers stuff because remember right after he was fired, that guy posted the picture on Facebook of all the Oilers gear that Shirelli left in his closet? Yeah. Including a signed Mark Messier jacket? Yeah. You take that shit, man. Oh, all day. All the way. Like, come on. That's, what are we that's doing retirement. Here? Of course. All, all, of the, all of the deals that Bobby's done, whether it's you know getting rid of somebody, bringing somebody on, it always seems like somebody's got something on him. <laughs> That they're like, if you don't do this, I'm going to release this. I'm going to tell somebody. Some cheeky news. Yeah, maybe? like it's just, it, they're just like, the deals don't make sense. No. Wow. I'm still trying to digest this four and a half million. I feel like a moron <laughs> like me would make bad deals like that, but that's not my job. No, yeah. you wouldn't. You would not. You. And then, and then you just knew to, we shouldn't have done that. To no. throw blame at other people when it goes south. Or a body of water. Yeah. Like the North like Saskatchewan. Just, there's no... There's no taking on that, you know, he did something wrong. Yeah, it's it's, culture wrong. Culture. It's this guy. It's the water. It's whatever. Well, well, we got the thing is like I I I gotta stop dwelling on the past because it just it gets me hot again. We have to talk about what the situation is now and what the hell we're gonna do about it. Yeah. All I know, at least for me, (laughs) is that the future is looking bright. Yeah. And stylish. How stylish? Very stylish, my friend. Thanks hmm. to our friends at Indochino. There it is. Jay, new, new suit? I am in desperate need of a new suit. Well, my friend. So I'm lo- going to try to throw my name in the cap in the in the new suit committee. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but we were working on the sports desk upstairs this morning. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a news desk. And our friends at Indochino, your suits are going to look mighty fine as the boys read the news. Excellent. Yeah. The way it works is you get yourself measured up. You do that online or you go into any of their showrooms, you submit your sizes. Whenever you need a new suit, you just reach out. You say, hey, draft party coming up. Draft. I want to look fly. That's right. And I want some of those penguin tails out the back. And they're like, you know what? I got you. I already got your measurements on file. Hope you didn't eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're still keeping it tight. Oh, yeah. Keep her trim. Keep her tight. Our friends at Indochino will save your measurements. They will make you up a new suit, any kind of custom suit you want. Choose your style. Customize your suit. Get measured online. Two, three weeks later, right out of the box, you've got yourself a wrinkle-free suit, my man. Boom. Courtesy of our friends at Indochino.com. Go check them out. 
in-store, online. Make yourself feel a little sexier. Well, I'll, that was well done. Thank you. Uh, and I want to feel sexy because I'll tell you who hasn't been keeping it tight has been me. <laughs> Ever since coming back from Vegas. Oh, yes. It took me six days <laughs> to feel normal. And during that time, I was eating my feelings. Oh, yeah. Hard week. We did a little bit of a Vegas recap on Oilers Nation Radio on Friday. However, Jay, everybody had a different version of the trip. Everybody had their own flavor. It was a Baskin-Robbins of Vegas trips, if you will. Uh, Chris liked the bright lights, Mm. the casinos, looking around. I remember my favorite thing, I think, is we walked into the Excalibur. We hadn't even checked in yet. And Chris was like, I thought this casino would be the same size as the Starlight Room. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm thinking about, I was like, the Starlight Room's not that big, really. No. 500 person capacity. It just kept going. He's just like, this thing just keeps going. <laughs> that was first time there, right? So first that's, time there. Yeah, that'd be everything on steroids for him. My, my takeaway from that trip, and I don't know if what you guys talked about, because I had to leave in a mad rage from yeah. the podcast yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, on just Friday. need to exit. Uh, so I, cause I wanted to provide my uh, tales is, um, man, Edmontonians and Oilers fans are the fucking best. Best. Yep. And it was just proven by that game. Like when we went and pregamed and you saw all the Oilers jerseys and like a beer house, you're saying at, at beer house and just outside the arena, like, it, it, it and just like I was going around and talking to him and like it was I was blown away with how many you know follow the nation and knew we were there like the whole time I'm like we're a team that is having a shitty season you know we had a shitty GM we're getting told all this shitty stuff like blaming the water and yet these people spend a lot of money U.S. money. To come and watch the team in Vegas and just travel so well. And just like the positivity and attitude and everything. I just like, we are just part of something so special. And the Oilers cannot take that for granted. We are the best fans. And and just going to Vegas and seeing that, what we saw, just solidified it. Like, it was unbelievable. I wish that the Oilers actually got a taste of the group we were with in the sense that, like you said, the vibe over the whole weekend. We flew down with Flair Airlines on Friday. Yeah. Got there early. Yeah. Great flight. On our way down, get to the casino. Everybody kind of settled in. They're ready to go. Start to finish, our group was great to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Everybody was looking out for each other. Uh-huh. Everybody was helpful for each other. Communication was strong in our group. And then we just had the the add-on groups, the ones that found that the nation were down there. Like, oh, I want to be part of what the nation's got going on. Yeah. Oh, let's hang out. They're at Beer House. Let's go to Beer House. I was talking about it on Friday. It got to a point where I had to just turn down shots. I just, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do them. I'm not, a sm- I'm, I'm not a big dude by any means. So when people... When I get a little bit greased up, the anonymity of being bag milk goes away. And I was like, hey, what's going on? You become the internet. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. (laughs) But they were like, let's do shots. Let's do shots. And I was trying to do shots. And then all of a sudden I could feel like one eye closing. Uh, You're getting that look going on. It's just it. everybody that went down is so generous and so cool to hang out with. And the, the tough part about it for me was that they didn't have enough time to spend with everybody for as long as I wanted to. Oh, yeah. And it's... That's exactly it. like we even had that viewing party the night before. Uh, we were watch, at Moneyline. Yeah, watching the Arizona game, and we just said we were going to be there. And the bar was set up weird, like because everyone kind of gets like fragmented with how yeah. it was sitting. It wasn't like open group sitting, so I didn't know how many people were there. And then the Oilers scored. Yes, and all of a sudden, like the whole bar was Oilers fans. You're looking, and then they start standing up from their booths and stuff. So then you could see, like, holy shit! And then you go walk around and talk to everyone. And uh, I talked to these two, like, older ladies. I, 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 I'm not trying to, like, like oh. whatever. Like, whatever. And they're, they're, they're from the Northwest Territories. Oilers fans came to Moneyline because we didn't send it on Twitter because we're suspended. <laughs> Fuck the man. Uh, but put it out through our channels. And they're there just because we said we would be there. 
I spent the whole second period with them, had an unbelievable time. These ladies were just salt of the earth. And then, you know, go to you go to other tables, like you find out like, oh yeah, like we landed like right when the first when the puck dropped in the first period and we rushed here in a cab. Like we haven't even checked into the hotel yet. And we're here. And I'm like, God, we are just all crazy fanatics. Like it's unbelievable. It's pretty magical. And then uh that's not even to mention the boys from Utah showing up. Goat, little oh, bro. God, those guys, man. Clutch. They, they are just everyone, everyone's gotta meet yeah. these guys. They do, because they're just You'll be touched, man. These guys are so nice. They're 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 the kindest people I think I've met through this job, arguably. Yeah. They we were down there for St. Patrick's Day weekend, and the boys from Utah showed up with gifts for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, this nation shot glasses, yeah, the little, little pendant necklaces, pendants, yeah, with with the date and the and the game on it, like making yeah, it like yeah. real. Oh my god, so good. And then leave the leave us with gifts before we leave to the airport. Yeah just ridiculous the, the for me the people that come to nation events vegas or any of the parties we throw here that's the they're the people that make it yeah if not for oilers fans in general just being as cool as they are we wouldn't have the opportunity to do these trips and i i just think back to our three and a half days in vegas and just a big big weekend with some fantastic people and it was Really incredible. So I want to ask you again, Jay, along the same lines of the the finish trip. Mm-hmm. How does a Vegas trip for a group of 20 of us, how does that come together? Jared, I know you're in on as well. Yep. You want to chime in. Sure. I just think it's really cool, the behind the scenes stuff that maybe people miss. Because this isn't something like we just started working on and then launched a trip that week. It takes time. Oh, it takes it takes time. We started talking about this in what, Jared? Like November? Yeah, November. We started talking with uh, the people from Flair about it, and they were super jazzed about it, and started putting things together a little bit and making calls. And yeah, took a little bit long longer to organize because uh, they call the rink the castle or the fortress, and uh, we could feel those effects trying to get yeah. tickets for a group of twenty, uh, but. We were able to kind of, that was the big thing. Flair was, uh, came to the table and uh, asked like, hey, can we do a trip to Vegas? And I'm like, wow, we've never gone on a plane as the nation. Like, sure, let's try. Yeah. And uh, the big limitation in Hurl there was to try to find an in to get tickets. And that's what was holding it up because Flair hooked us up with, you know, a good hotel rate, you know, at a good hotel with good proximity to the rink. And obviously they have the airplanes and and, uh, and all that stuff. And uh once we were able to get tickets, um, that's kind of what greenlit uh, the trip. And that took it took like two and a half months. Uh, but now we know we learned our lessons on what we need to do. But uh, the the magic was like we launched that thing right in like the depths of like the crap of like late January, early February uh, when we were supposed to be trying to make a run for the playoffs uh, and we weren't. Well, we had conversations here at the office about pushing the launch of this trip until yeah. something positive happened. And yeah. it just got to the point where you we were couldn't. running out of time. Yeah. So we just, well, let's do it. And uh, shocker, Oilers fans are awesome uh, and quickly subscribed uh, to the trip. And uh, yeah, like it's, you know, it, it takes a lot of work, but, you know, we learned a lot of things from this, um, us and our, and our travel partner and like, you know, Flair was very excited with how everything went. Um, and everyone that was on the trip was very excited with how yeah. Flair handled it. Like, like I said, everything was on time. The staff was awesome. Um, like they, they didn't go, you know, out of their way just to make sure we were happy. Like everyone on that plane was happy. Um, so next year, I think, you know, we went and had a little debrief meeting with them. And uh, and just like the litmus test or kicking the ass for me was like just being in Vegas and seeing all the fans there. And like seeing all the people that are connected to the nation, I'm like, screw this. Let's go bigger next year. Like, yeah. let's let's plan this out right. Let's you know start planning in the summer. Let's go to market. Like because we're we're working with a, a discount uh, partner like like uh, travel partner like Flair, and they've got connections to hotels. Like we're gonna go to market for like really good value because that's what it's all about. Because like everyone like it's 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 you know eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. So we got to make sure, you know, we get you a good price and our partner's committed to doing that. And the sooner we can uh, put that together, um, the better chance we have to do that. And let's let's go and fill a plane. Let's bring those people 
that we were connecting with down there that were all connected to us. And let's all go together and let's just go have the craziest time. One yeah. thing I also learned when we were in Vegas, Jared, next yeah. year, pool party. Yeah, that's what I was saying. By giving us a little more runway, <laughs> pardon the pun, uh, with this, we can plan bigger events. You know, we scouted out some things that would probably be good for yeah. next time, like having a little cabana pool party. Cabana boys. Cabana boys for life. Um, you know, s- setting up what restaurants would be good for yeah. a watch party and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just kind of fine tuning this thing and giving people an awesome, awesome experience. And and like Jay said, it was Flair was on top of everything. Plane left on time. Uh, we landed. There was somebody ready to pick us up in a party bus. We mm-hmm. right to the hotel. Like everything was just seamless. I didn't have to think. No, the only stress I had, and that's the one thing I'll change is all of the tickets to the game were on my phone. Yeah, that, and well, so that was the only stress because I was just worried that you know if someone isn't there, I can't send the tickets, and I probably could have, but I just refused to dev down the technology yeah. uh, know how to do it. But uh, that was another thing, good thing about our group, though we were all communicating. But yeah, yeah. we all but yeah, so I didn't have to worry. Like everyone was there. Everyone we said we were going to be here. Everyone was there, and most of us just went there together. But like it's funny, we started as a group of twenty. And we turned into like a group of a hundred easily. Oh yeah, easily. Easy. It was unreal, unreal. The, the chance outside T-Mobile Arena, like w- one of my favorite things about it was first of all there was already Chris. Chris was a happy birthday, Chris. By the way, oh, yeah, happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Twenty six years old today. Twenty six years young. He uh, yeah. this was his first time in Las Vegas, so he you, you got the bright eyed, wide eyes looking around, too. and Evan yeah. the intern as well. Both of them was their first time in Vegas. But one of my favorite things was we were walking up to T-Mobile and kind of the pregame hypes going on and the drummers are everywhere. And then Vegas has the girls like, first of all, Golden Knights, I applaud you. You do it right. Yeah, you're Vegas. Everybody expects you to be Vegas, but man, they put on a show. Yeah, that's good. But we're walking up to T-Mobile Arena and I hear someone out the back of us booing Chris the intern. (laughs) (laughs) Not in our group. Well, in a roundabout way in our group. Yeah. But booing Chris, the intern, he turns around like, I just got recognized in Las Vegas. I was like, yeah. Welcome. This is what it's like every time, Chris. I guarantee it. You'll never have a worse time than this in Vegas. Just an amazing experience. Uh, Jay, you had a different game day than Jared and I did. Oh, yeah. You actually remained where we were supposed to be, by all accounts, on the party deck. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get I didn't get lost into the underbelly of the building. <laughs> well, sometimes you just you open Moving a couple, on up. couple of doors and you see what happens. Well, we had all inclusive food and booze, <laughs> so I wasn't going anywhere. Well, so did we. Yeah. You just had a we just had to end up in an eleven year old's birthday party. That's all. I yeah. saw a shining beacon at the top of that arena. Mm-hmm. This beautiful, beautiful bar, and I said to Bag Milk, I said, I got to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was up for mischief as well, so I decided that that was a good idea. We went up to the penthouse bar, did not get in. No, nope. we, nope, we tried, but the velvet rope was too powerful. Made our way down to the suite level, breezed through security like we own the place. Mm-hmm. Act as if, right? Exactly. Oh, 100%. And what we discovered is when you were in T-Mobile Arena and you ba- breezed through security on the suite level, is that you can do whatever you want now. It's open door once you're past that one man. Yeah. He was just one man. Just one man. We took him. Yeah. And by we, I mean you. Yeah. <laughs> we are in the Goose Island Club for a while. Yeah. Wandered into a private suite. It was an 11-year-old's birthday, which we quickly re- realized. Happy belated. Yeah. yeah grab, happy belated. Grab a beer. Yeah. Beer, uh, free beers at the 11-year-old's birthday party, too. Of course. Was very nice. Quickly left. Yeah. Grandma was just like, hey, you're not the family. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, what are you talking about? Yeah. Losing your mind. My yeah. favorite, though, is when Jared and I were hanging out in the Jack Daniels lounge, and it was very clear we were not supposed to be there because I we were the only Oilers fans in the room. Yeah. I had my Nuge jersey on, bright orange. Love the man. Jared had his green Oilers shirt on, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Looking yeah. around, it's all Repping. Golden Knights gear yeah. everywhere. Of course. And then we look out and we see Chris and Evan that spot us in the Jack Daniels lounge. And then they're trying to get through security into the lounge using our pink wristband that was from the party deck. Yeah. Watching them get turned away and then Chris pointing at us inside. Oh. He dimed us out, man. How dare you? Yeah. He is young. Yeah. He's young. Doesn't get it. So we turned around and left. Snitches get stitches. Exactly. Yeah. I have a video. Um, from each area that we're in and the Jack Daniels one. It's just me kind of filming around and there's all these people looking, just staring at us like, what are you doing in here? That's fine, man. 
Sometimes you sometimes you party. Yeah. Wander back up to the party deck, crushed three hot dogs because I felt like that was oh, going to sort good. me out. And the macaroni, yeah. which was good too. And somebody wins the 50-50. Somebody on our Cowboys. trip won the 50-50, the oh. family towels. How can we forget? So we're one for one. Yeah. Winning 50-50s on a Nation Vegas trip. So just... That's you know, 100%. Who's, who's not to say it will be two for two? Mm-hmm. And then the man goes and wins 700 bucks in a slot machine immediately yeah. after. When you're hot, you're hot, though. Yeah, Hell exactly. Yeah. yeah, I should have just... I, uh, yeah. So <laughs> if I learned a lesson, it is we form a 50-50 window kit. <laughs> and everyone gets in on that win. Oh, yeah. But good on them. What I want to ask you, though, about Jay is I heard a lot of it. I was uh, doing my... I was taking a little dip in Lake Bag Milk, having a... Re- readjusting my zen at this point yeah i heard that your craps game slash tactics on the third night were something to behold well i was on an emotional high uh in the sense of just loving all of the the edmonton fandom uh that we got to experience and uh you know we, we brought up goat and uh little bro yeah. Little bro. Little bro. Little bro. Yeah. I was going to say little boy for some reason. Why? But uh, no, he's a big man. He's got Nuge on the brain. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they're big. They're big boys. They're big dudes. Big dudes. Uh, but they made these awesome like nation pendant necklaces. And then on the back, just like with the game, the date, the, you know, the location on it. So this was really special to me. So we go back to play craps and I'm like, this is, this is my lucky charm. So I would I would lean down on the table. So I'm now rolling. I'd lean down on the table, make sure the nation side was up, and then I'd put the dice on top of the the logo pendant. A, you know, uh, make sure sixes twist are up. around. Make sure the sixes were up, and then I would throw. And I went on an absolute rolling heater. It's a heater to the point where they got me. That they forced me to stop doing it that way. That's po- that's that's shady pool. That's, that opinion. is shady. Yeah. I'm doing nothing wrong, but it's because and this is the casino. Like casino always wins. Yeah. They see someone's doing something. They came in and cooled me down a little bit. So then I tried like a different thing with the chips being the pendant and the dice on the pendant. <laughs> I got about two or three rolls out of it before I crapped out. But all said and done, when yeah. I was doing that, I was I was I was making some quantage, and that is USD, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. The table did pretty well there. You oh. went on a heater. I rolled for a bit. Went on a bit of a heater. Had Rick just yelling in the casino. One of the funniest things that I found is Rick kept yelling, let's go. Let's fucking go. And so anytime I wanted to get riled up, I'd just kind of look over at Rick and just whisper. I'd be like, hey, Rick, let's fucking go, buddy. And then he would just immediately pipe out, let's fucking go. In the middle of the craps table. Oh, yeah. It was it was animated. It was... uh. That was, geez, probably played craps for three hours. But, like, honestly, if you're playing craps for three hours and not having to go, like, dip back into your pocket or go to the ATM, you are having a good time, without a doubt. And free drinks. Well, exactly. Free drinks. The only downside, I would say, Jared, you were there. Yep. Uh, three card poker. Oh, that one really, uh, what was her, what Rita. Was her name? Rita. Rita. You know what, Rita, list. if you're listening to this. I hope you're not working there yeah, next time Rita, I'm there. Rita, we're not friends I'm anymore. For yeah, you. you you took a lot of money from us. Yeah. Bad mean. odds that game. That's ah, terrible. Bad odds. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because we were playing three card poker, Rick, Jared, and myself. And then we lost. All of us. Yeah. Just cleaned up. Mm-hmm. All right. So we make our way back to the craps table. And the guy was just, the 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 pit boss was just kind of making conversation. Oh, what are you guys doing? And we was like, oh, we were playing three card poker. He's like, boys, you never play three card poker. Come on, you're talking about some of the worst odds in the casino here. Like, what are you doing? Well, where were you fucking 30 minutes yeah, ago? Yeah, man. man. I thought I was wearing a tailored shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. He mm. called you bougie. Bougie. Ooh, bougie. It's like an off the rack <laughs> $20 shirt from Simon's. <laughs> yeah, well. Long story short, yep. Vegas. Vegas awesome. Come uh, next can't year. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll plan for 2.0. Uh, can't wait. That's exciting. But you know what is exciting? Yes. Calgary trip coming up two weeks time. I guess a week and a half. Yep. Yeah, we are loading up the bus with our friends at backside tours. We are heading back down to Calgary for a third time. Tickets are still available though. Not many. I see we've only got two rooms, two rooms left. Uh, Once on again, backside tours.com again, nation citizens, nation citizens, Oilers fans are the best. Mm-hmm. We are talking about a game that at this point means zero. 
but we are going to pack a bus with 50 plus people. We are going to go down to Calgary and we are going to have a big, big weekend again because nation citizens and Oilers fans are just the best kind of people. And I'm so grateful for the community we have around the website that affords us the opportunity to do these kind of things. And I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait to go to Calgary. I don't care. I want the Oilers to win, obviously. Always. Oh, yeah. Always. But I'm excited to hang out with people again. Nation citizens and have a weird weekend and end <laughs> up at Singapore Sam's and dancing on the tables and going to the brew house and doing everything that we need to do to, to make sure that these keep happening. And I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fun. They are so fun. Uh, yeah, no, that's going to be that's going to be a good trip. And it's it's bittersweet because that's the end of the season. But also, like, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a tough one. Let's clear some cap space, yo. Yeah, it has been a tough, tough season to be an Oilers fan. Maybe you can fill the bus, the cargo with some cap space, uh, some contracts. That'd be nice. What kind of casinos bus. they got in Calgary? Anyway. I don't know what kind oh, of bus we Bow got Valley there. Casino. I know where it's at. Hit the craps tables, Absolutely. maybe? Absolutely. Oh, it's not the same. I've tried. Well, maybe it is. Go do it. Don't let me piss on your parade. We only got two rooms left. If you want to come to the Calgary trip with us, season-ending trip, go to BacksideTours.com. We've still got those two rooms available, and they will not be there long. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah, we, we were late launching that because of Vegas, and that thing's been selling fast. Once again. Again. Fan therapy say? is a thing. Fan therapy is a thing. If we can fill yeah, up a Canadian it. brew house at 11 in the morning, by God, we can fill a bus. I want to go ahead go and thank Japa Machinery, Indochino for making us look sexy, and every single one of you 12 listeners for making this show happen. And if you see a big crew of Finns uh, this week and weekend, say hi. They're friendly and we're going to be partying. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.